World famous CD may be in his 30s, but he's still a kid at heart. <laughs> now, let's get back to a guy that has an unhealthy obsession with a number that offensive linemen wear with Under the Dome with the world famous CD on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 out in Lake Charles. Hopefully you're having a great Saturday morning. Hopefully you're a great weekend so far, obviously. You're just getting started. Maybe you just had your your cup of coffee. Maybe you just had a little bit of cereal to kind of start off your day. Your day started off right. Make sure you have your balanced sports talk. Maybe unbalanced, depending what you think about me, but that's a different conversation. But we need to kind of flip it over to some UFC because it is a big night. UFC 272 on tap this evening, and it's highlighted by a main event of two of American top team's finest in Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington, squaring off in the welterweight division, but it's still a pretty solid card on all fronts. And to talk about it, we got to go over to the game hotline right now, bring aboard John Eric Poli of my MMA news. John, how you doing? Great, man. Thanks for having me on. And uh, it's the first time we're doing this in 2022, so uh, happy New Year to you. Hopefully everything's going well down there in Louisiana. Uh, it's been pretty damn well here in Louisiana, especially now that we're able to kind of throw down some money on some of these fights. Mind you, I- I'll bring this up real quick. I-, I mentioned this on the show after UFC 271. I was extremely upset about how UFC 271 went from my POV. All because of one of the fights on the main card. Because they usually try and, like, when I look at fights, I mainly look at the main card in terms of sports betting. And during UFC 271, I actually was like, I'm going to go ahead and throw down about $5 on a six-way parlay, including the main event with, I had Adesanya going the over on rounds at four and a half. But I had Alexander Hernandez as part of one of those legs. He lost, and I missed out on almost winning like $200 on Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, that's the hard part, right, when you're betting on sports like that, especially like in the sport that we're talking about here today because it's a it's a brutal sport, man. All it takes is one punch, and there it is. An upset happens like that. Uh, was Hernandez the betting favorite on that? I don't remember. No, he, I know obviously I, no, he lost to Moicano, but. I think, he was, I think he was the dog in that one. And that's – but, I, I, again, I didn't know either of those guys really – I was kind of going off of what I was kind of reading, what I was feeling out about that fight, and that one, that was the one that kind of just nipped me up. Bright side was, though, and you talk about knockouts any second, one guy that I want to get to right now is Ty Tuivasa. He had a knockout over Derek Lewis. This is a two-part question here. Part one, what's next for Ty Tuivasa? Because he feels like he is very much getting himself in line for a title shot for the heavyweight title not too far down the road. But number two, does Derek Lewis ever fight in Houston again? Because his last two fights in his hometown have not gone well at all. All right, so let's talk about Ty Tuivasa first, since uh, he asked that one first. Yeah, Tuivasa is in a great spot. I mean, you go from being, what, ranked number 11, getting a chance to fight the number three ranked guy in the world, and a fight that really you would think was designed for Derek Lewis to go ahead and win. It's going to be a slugfest, which are usually fights he wins. 
in his hometown, which we're going to talk about in a second. But uh, obviously didn't go that way to Avasa, who first off, to Avasa's credit, I mean, he ate a lot of shots too in that fight. Lewis did bring the fight to him, and he was able to stand tall and uh, weather the storm and get a knockout of his own. And, yeah, he's in a great spot now because he's obviously ranked in the top five. And, you know, the good thing for him too is, he hasn't fought a lot of guys in the top five because he's been obviously not ranked that high. So you can kind of match him up in a lot of different ways. And uh, I did do a piece after that fight. I usually run it every Monday at my MMA News Club Matchmaker Monday where I try to match people up. And I actually thought Cyril Gon's going to need a dance partner because it's looking like Francis Ngannou is obviously going to be out for a significant period of time with his uh, ACL injury. It's looking like all the rumor mills have been swirling that we're going to see Stipe Miocic and John Jones fight for an interim title. So, Joe God's going to need a dance partner. Tuavasa coming off a big win. He's ranked in the top five. Seems like a good matchup, to, you know, for, for me to book it anyway. But, obviously, the UFC matchmakers will obviously have that final decision. Uh, and then part two to that question where you're asked about Derek Lewis. Yeah, I don't think he's going to fight in, in Houston anymore. And, uh, Chael Sonnen always talks about this a lot, he, and uh, Michael Bisping as well. And uh, I think Bisping put it the best way, actually, of the two of them with their analysis when you fight in your hometown. Bisping was saying when he used to fight in England, it was just so difficult. Everybody that you went to high school with all of a sudden, and yep, they want tickets to your fight. You have all these different media obligations. Uh, there's no such thing really as home field advantage in the sport of mixed martial arts. It's not like a football game or basketball or anything like that. When you fight in your hometown, it's uh, a lot more pressure than it is in other sports. It was just mind blowing to see that, like how quickly Derek Lewis's stock has fallen, and how quickly like tied to Ivasa over the last year. He's become kind of that people's champ of the heavyweight division, drinking beer out of a shoe, doing the shoeies after every fight. Highly entertaining character, and now he's in that top five. I was glad that I put him tied to Ivasa by knockout. That one of winning like forty two dollars. Thank you very much. But still, it softened the blow of missing out on almost two hundo. But that's a different conversation for a different day. But looking at UFC 272, obviously you're headlined by Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal. These two guys are going to be scrapping it out in the welterweight division. But I want to go to the co-main event of the evening with Rafael Dos Anjos. He's going to have to have a impromptu on five days' notice. Renato Moicano, those two are be squaring off in a catchweight fight. Because it was supposed to be Raphael, but he wound up missing out because he tested positive due to COVID. So five days notice, this one's going down. What do, what's your viewpoint on this one? Well, first off, I'm sure seeing that name of Moicano pop up for you has to bring back the memory of you losing out on that bet because he's obviously beat uh, Alexander yeah. Hernandez just a few weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's a crazy type of matchup just because of the fact, obviously, those Andres has had a lot going on. He was in the middle of cutting weight, then uh, his opponent pulls out, and they were saying maybe Islam Makachev would take the fight on short notice, doing 170 pounds. Now, obviously, he had to cut a few more pounds to get down to 160 for this matchup here. So he's had a lot going on. And then Moicano just obviously had the fight a few weeks ago, so he's kind of coming off the couch here and accepting this fight. Uh, big opportunity for Moicano here. If he's able to get a victory over a guy like Dosanjos, a former uh, title holder there in the UFC that really boosts his stock up a lot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot's going for those Anjos here, too, because he's made it clear that he wants to hold another title in the UFC. He wants to get back there. And uh, I'm sure he's a little bummed out here with uh, having an opponent change. And then, obviously, a guy like Islam Makhachev, you fight him, you get a victory over him. 
that puts right in that title contention. So, obviously, a win here tonight for him isn't going to get him into that title contention just quite yet. But, uh, I mean, he's a guy that's got to take a fight. He hasn't fought in, the, in a little bit here. So, uh, you know, for, for Dos Anjos, step one, get a win here tonight. And then hopefully that does enough to get you a big matchup here in the future. Hopefully, for his sake, I'm sure he's going to want to fight a guy that's in the top five next. That's for sure. I'd agree with you there. Talking right now with John Eric Poli, my MMA news. And when you were talking, you talked about Islam Makachev. He wound up fighting the main event against Bobby Green, who took that fight on like two weeks' notice. Like he had just fought two weeks ago in 271. He had won by decision. Not, didn't really take all that much damage in the fight. He looked great in it. And then he wound up facing Islam Makachev, who's definitely going to be one of those rising stars in the UFC from what I've been kind of seeing. But how wild is it we're seeing a lot of these guys take fights on on such short notice? Again, you know, you go to Moicano, he fought a month ago, and fast forward, he's fighting again. We're seeing a lot of these guys just all of a sudden just snatch up fights on short notice whenever you usually would see guys take two, three months off, but then all of a sudden, boom, they're right back in. And how much of that is playing into the fact a lot of these guys are catching COVID or just it's just a rash of injuries causing fights to be moved around and pushed back? Because 272 is originally supposed to be a main event of Volkanovski versus Holloway, which would have been an absolute banger, but that got pushed back to 273. Yeah, I know. It's right. The craziness of COVID still uh, definitely out there and and whatnot. I think it's just a, a weird coincidence, though, uh, at the moment of seeing these short-notice fights like this. But, uh, you know, I, I think a lot that plays into it, too, happens to be the UFC, if they need a favor from somebody, they need a last-minute replacement or something like that, the UFC does take care of people. So I think that's why you're seeing that, too. If you're a guy like we just talked about Bobby Green, you just fought a couple weeks ago, you're in good shape, you're not ranked, you get an opportunity to fight a guy like Islam Makhachev. Huge op- like we were just talking with Tai Tuavasa. Man, he took advantage of that opportunity. He went from being ranked number 11 right to the top five. Let's say Bobby Green was to pull off a wild upset last week, he goes from unranked to into the top five just like that. So... Obviously, from a money standpoint, it's going to make sense taking a short notice fight because the UFC will take care of you, and and great things could happen off of it. But uh, yeah, I think, it's, like I said, just a, a weird coincidence that we're kind of starting to see uh, a little bit more of these here with guys on last minute. All right, let's get to the main event: Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. These two are absolutely just itching for a win after both of them fell short to Kamaru Usman in their title opportunities. Obviously, a lot of these guys want to get back into it. Who wants this win more tonight in the main event of 272? Well, if the way I'm looking at it, uh, I, I would think Masvidal actually would probably need it more, only because, well, let's put it this way. Masvidal's not going to be starving the rest of his life. He's become a huge superstar. He just signed a new UFC contract. He's going to be in huge fights probably for the rest of his life just because of his stardom and whatnot, but... He's obviously coming off not only two losses to the champ, Kamaru, who doesn't appear to be going anywhere, but the first fight, I don't think he went around, right? Five zip, he shut him out. Maybe one judge gave uh, Maswell the first round. Next fight, brutally gets knocked out cold, whereas Covington, obviously, uh, you know, two great fights with Kamaru, who's been in that last one with him, too. You know, very close fight. Uh, Masvidal at least has the BMF thing kind of going for him. Might be able to bail him out a little bit here, but uh, in terms of who's going to need this one more, I'm going to I'm going to say Jorge Masvidal because looking at his track record here, I just 
I'll be honest with you, man. I know he's a he's a big star, but where the notable wins at? Obviously, Darren Till's on there, who has a big fan base, but Till hasn't really set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination when you look at his record. Ben Askren, of course, you know, same thing. Look at it. We know that he's accomplished a lot in the sport, but just talking in recent years when Askren came in the UFC, wasn't anything spectacular, of course. Gets knocked out in the first round of boxing match by Jake Paul. Didn't look too good. So, you know, Nate Diaz, of course, and again, another big star. But, again, just looking at track records here, I, I just don't see how Masvidal lost here today, even if he keeps giving him big fights. Like, I, I just I, – I don't know, man. I, he, he needs a quality win in here somewhere if he ever wants to get back into his title contention. I'd agree with you wholeheartedly there, Eric. Maybe he needs to focus more on the MMA fights and not as much making cameos on All Elite Wrestling with him. Uh, Dan Lambert over there at American Top Team. But, John, thank you so much for coming on the program, my man. We'll talk to you down the road and enjoy the fights tonight. Thanks, man. You too. Always a pleasure talking fights with you and uh, looking forward to doing it some more here in 2022. Exactly. We're going to make that a priority here, especially during like the spring and summertime because we're getting that much closer to International Fight Week, which everybody's kind of pointing towards Conor McGregor's return. Maybe in the next couple of months we'll hear what's next for Dustin Poirier as he tries to get back into contention for another championship. We'll talk about that and so much more down the road with our friend John Eric Poli and whoever else we can kind of get to wrangle on the program. But in the meantime, in between time, let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to wrap up hour number one with our five fave picks to click. And we're going to get a little UFC action in there as well. I keep getting destroyed on parlays because of one, one game not panning out. Every other time, it doesn't pay out. But I have a feeling this week, we're going to turn this bad boy around. We're going to rally back after this on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Sports Station.